guys. I'm Luna. I hope you don't mind me hanging out with you for the weekend. Welcome to the Boondocks Podcast. This episode, we're reviewing Season 2, Episode 6, Attack of the Killer Kung Fu Wolf Bitch. Um, (laughs) HBO synopsis, Granddad invites a total stranger to the house for the weekend that has the nerve to act surprised when she turns out to be completely insane. Fucking hate the synopsis, but before we get there, how y'all living? Yeah. (laughs) Blessed. Blessed. I'm I am really really good right now because I got to hug my best friend for the first time in a really really long time because I'm finally at the full immunity of my vaccination and it just felt so fucking good and then I saw my mom and I got to hug my mom. Get out! <sighs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. I got my last shot on Monday. Yeah. So I have what? Another week or so. Yeah, another week or so. Yeah. Um, I did get a little. Little little side effects from from this one. Um, Hubby and I both did. The next day, he called in sick, and that's funny because he teaches online. But he called in sick, no, um, no. and uh, yeah, we were just just super lethargic, like mm-hmm. body is you know little body aches, um, and then anything intramuscular, kind of, just, the the kind that you just can't bring any. You have no motivation to actually like do anything, but it's not like you're falling asleep. Yeah, yeah. Which one yeah. did you guys get? Uh, we you. got Moderna. You got Moderna. I got, we got Pfizer, both of us. I got Moderna, first shot only. And I was like, mm-hmm. sunshine, happy days and rainbows. <laughs> like, I, there was no anything. And all three of us are immunocompromised, I believe. So I was shook. But There's so many things that are going on. You know, Absolutely. From the vaccination and then the shootings here and there. And then another, you know, brown youth was shot. Um, mm-hmm. What was it? Was it Chicago? Where they shot the kid, yeah, because they said the Latin Kings are coming after them. Right? I'm mm. pretty sure. Where the kid, he had a gun that he dropped behind the gate. Yeah, he when dropped, his hands were up, and yeah. his hands were empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they shot him then. Then mm-hmm. is when they shot him. So, uh, yeah, and then Indianapolis just happened, and then uh, uh, Austin happened today. Austin, and then something happened. Uh, uh, oh my God, was it Kenosha? Yeah, in Kenosha, mm-hmm. um, at a at a bar at two o'clock this morning, eight yep. people were shot. Like. There's yeah. so much going on. These happen in clusters. They always do. Yeah. It's, yeah. I like, I'm not going to say that, you know, people who think about mass shootings wait until there's a mass shooting and then go and do a mass <laughs> shooting. Yeah, but yeah. it's kind of like how I'm really depressed and my best friend is really depressed and my best friend kills themselves. Well, well, I'm depressed and now I don't have my best friend. So I'm going to kill myself too. So it's like, I hate to say it that way, but that's really like, you see that with a lot of. Mm, a lot of different things. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. But, you know, that's why I love our weekly little chats because like we've said before, it's kind of therapy and it allows us to kind of step away from from all that. So, yeah, 
you know, and talk about the beautiful world that is the boondocks. Okay, so before we get into this episode, um, one of the things that uh, I wanted to mention was this is Aisha Tyler's uh, first credited voiceover work. Um, she played Luna. She yeah. also is Lana in Archer, who just love, mm-hmm. love it. Oh, good for her. Right, right. Like, I feel like, um, I feel like Luna is like the slightly crazier version of Lana, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, they still have kind of the same skill set and like, you know, unflinching about killing somebody who might deserve it. But like, Lana is super efficient and like, very straight laced. But it's just funny to me, like, I didn't realize that that was, that, like, to me, it almost feels like she's been voiceover acting forever. But I forgot that before that, like, we would see her in, like, 24. In, in little bits and pieces. And, and I was right. She was I was going to say, about that. she was the first black mm-hmm. like, major character because she was on a few different episodes, you know, that, and that they had a love, a love story with. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I always remember. And before that, she was on uh, E. Like, wasn't she on like Talk Soup and shit before yes, that? Yes, yeah. and she was like doing comedy and stuff yeah, too yeah. in there. Um, and like at one point, well, since then, she's worked on like Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. And um, what else? Is she? There's been a few things, but Archer. You know, she's been doing Archer for years now. Look, that's how you keep um, working in Hollywood as a black woman. Like talking about reinventing yourself or like putting yourself out there you know, for different projects. Criminal Minds, that's right. She was on Criminal yeah, Minds for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, that's good to know that, because I didn't know that she was in voice acting until the end of this episode. Um, yeah. I wanted to see, I thought I knew who the best friend was, because the voice sounded very familiar. And yeah, then, I didn't actually look, no? Yeah, no? It's, it's Pam from Martin. Uh-huh. It's Christine Arnold. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I didn't look it up, because I forgot to look it up, even though I had written that down. But yes, that's, as soon as you said the name, oh, I can see her face now. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> When I was listening to it, I'm like, I know that voice. I don't have a brain. I'm like, did I talk to this person? It's because I just started, you know, I always binge watch something. I just started rewatching Martin again. So oh, that's why yeah. I was so familiar. Um, yeah, so I, kudos to her as well. Like, she's continuously worked after Martin. You know, she would did Everybody Hates Chris, which I think was huge Tashina for her. Arnold. Yeah. Tashina um, Arnold, yeah. But I've been watching her since House Party. Like, that was my first, mm-hmm. you know, my first uh, experience with her. Little Shop of yep. Horrors. She oh, was no, one of the actually, girls. You're right. Nope. I'm gonna go back. Little Shop of Horrors. That's oh. right. That's right. That was yeah. That that's that was probably that probably still is my favorite movie musical. Her and Gina. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. They it must I, have been right around the same time they were really making a name for themselves. In the well, 90s they uh they were on 80s. 80s? They 80s. were on a show because they hosted the BET Awards together. Um, a couple years ago. So they were doing the media and everything and they were telling stories about how they've always been in competition since the early 80s. They're from the same... That makes sense. Same borough, whatever, you know, wherever they're from. Everybody from the East Coast is like from the same place. Yeah, and so um, Pam... Tashina, I know she has a real name. She says that it was at the time where light skins were becoming popular. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, I lost a lot of roles to this light right over here. And you can tell that they have a, a, a very loving girlfriend relationship like it's you know it's very powerful to see them together and they support each other so they've been they were sharing their resumes and it's like back and forth like you know Gina would get something then Tashina would get something and you know they were um in their own right super successful Tashina wanted the role that um oh my god I know her real name Gina's real name oh god I'm in a rabbit hole right 
Santisha Campbell. There you go. Yes. She, um, Pam wanted, look at me calling their names Martin. Sheena <laughs> Arnold wanted the role that um, Tisha Campbell played in School Days. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Like, so I guess like it was basically down to her or to Sheena Arnold and, or to Sheena Campbell when she got that. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Which makes sense okay. because she was a light skinned girl. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, Pam couldn't have played that. Um, I think they wanted her to play. Uh, the Furious's girlfriend, so uh, Larry Fishburne's girlfriend instead, um, and then she was like, "No, I'll do something else." She went and did Broadway or some shit. But, anyways, super awesome for both ladies because they, I guess, just be able to keep working. Um, is sorry, awesome. I, I when when you mentioned her, I had to look her up because that's what I do because my brain is like fighting to remind me. But yeah, Little Shop of Horrors was definitely the first thing I saw her in. Yeah, because before that, it was like an episode of Sesame Street. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Do you guys remember um, the model show that she was on? It was a short-lived TV show, and it was a bunch of models. It was a spinoff of Growing Pains, and mm-hmm. it was a bunch Growing of mo- young models that lived in the house together. Yeah, it was very short-lived, um, and she was on that too. I'm gonna tell you. I need to get on a trivia show. I would win. Yeah, you do. I'm. I'm looking at this like one episode of the Cosby Show. Okay, that yeah. sounds right. Yep. Ryan's Hope. Do you remember that? That soap oh, opera. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Because my mom. That was her first big quote unquote big thing. Twenty three episodes in a in a soap opera. That's when. That's when mothers called their shows my programs. My mom be like, my mm, program's yes. coming on. Oh, my story. And then she was on All My Children, so she definitely was on her stories. Wow. Oh yeah, I loved All My Children too. She went from All My Children to Martin. So wow, Martin was the first wow, big, big. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. That was such a great show. Martin's such a great Jamie Foxx show, a bunch of movies that I never saw. <laughs> um, her fi- a bunch her, of one-offs. Yeah, her funny mm-hmm. thing was when she did um, My Wife oh, Big and Mama's Kids House. Too. She was in the first Big Mama's House. Hmm. Oh, yeah, she was. Yep, 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 yep. Um, she was in uh, Boomerang, too. I mean, it was just like a, a little she cameo. Also was Brenda. She yep. was also Brenda Ritchie's voice in this episode, too. Yep. Oh, nice. Oh, and then Everybody Hates Chris. I forgot about that show. Yeah. Yep. That's what really helped to blow her up completely was uh, Sheena. But you know, she was on there, too. Uh, I, what's really cool is they would help each other out. So, you know. Um, Tashina Arnold helped to get Tisha Campbell roles and vice versa. Like if they were ever mm. on each other's shows, that's you know that's how you got to do it. You know, as a I think yeah. as a black woman in 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 Hollywood, um, especially if you want to keep working. You know, um, I want to find the name and of that she model. Definitely show. has. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So and then the show she's in now is called The Neighborhood, which I have yes. never heard of. But so do you? Did you watch New well. Girl? I did. Uh, the beginning? Yeah. In the beginning? Fucking hilarious. Okay, so Schmidt, <laughs> one of my favorite shows ever. So Schmidt oh, from The yeah. New Girl okay. is on that show. So it's it's um him and then... The, and Cedric the Entertainer. And Cedric the Entertainer. And then the girl from... um Oh, God. When they were trying to like bake... Uh, oh, my God. They were both waitresses. Kat Dennings was in it. Oh, um, yeah. Two poor girls. Is that- so yeah. the, the blonde is also on there. Okay, um, I think that's who that one is. Yeah, it's Beth, it's, Beth Bears. Yeah. So my thing with CBS shows is I'm like, you guys are not funny or entertaining. And then we'll watch it after the show went off. And we're like, what is wrong with us? This shit is hilarious. Um, we did that with King of Queens. We did that with uh, Big Bang Theory. So I'll wait till it goes off and then I'll probably like it. Um, I'm not a fan of... of- formulaic comedies like new girl i liked the the first probably season 
Big Bang Theory. I probably got a couple of seasons in before I got completely bored of the same joke over and over. Yeah. Um, but also, I am part of the community that they were constantly making fun of on Big Bang Theory. So it wasn't as much fun when every time a woman would walk into the comic store, it was like, <gasps> when, when I walk into the comic store, I'm looking at the murder comics and the guy is looking at me for a very different reason. It's so, <laughs> so like there's so many things about it that it's like, it's funny because it's true, you know, type of thing. But I totally get, I, I, I get you. But I, what I loved about it is that they ended up developing, um, let's mm-hmm. say, Maya Bialik. When she came on there, yeah. she stole the freaking show as her character. And then, you know, she ended up marrying Sheldon. And like she was the perfect, you know, match for him because he was so anal and so everything. But um, see, developing developing them as people other than just being really smart and being nerds yes. and liking D&D, that's what really made it like an endearing show and what ended up making it, I think, last so long. Um, but I always called the one character David. You know, I was like, that's Darlene's boyfriend. I know oh, him. Yeah. I know his name. I'm still going to call him Darwin's Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how do we even get on this? We were talking about this. I don't, I don't know. This is what we do. <laughs> yes. um, oh, yeah, because we were talking about Aisha Tyler, and then we, went yeah, on, we were talking about black yes, women. And, yes, Yeah, all yeah. right. All right, let's, let's talk about the show. Let's do it. Um, all right, so this, uh, this episode kind of... It, it starts off with uh, Huey narrating Granddad's um, adventures in online dating, um, and how super uh, um, what's the word that I'm trying to think of? How just focused on the looks and really nothing else, Grandpa Granddad is, uh, uh, leading to actually our first. So is that all you care about is looks? Yes. Well, excuse me for thinking you liked me for who I was on the inside. Well, you're a liar on the inside. This whole relationship is based on a lie. An ugly lie. Why in the hell this keep happening to me? God, what did I do to deserve this? This is payback for what? What did I do to you? Tell me. Baby, I said, hey, nigga, you ain't no Denzel. Hell, you ain't even no flavor play. You ain't even no flavor play. Now that that hurts because and it was right around the time that flavor of love I think was on. So he was on that with Bernadette. What's her bucket? The Schwarzenegger's ex wife that he that flavor play. Oh yeah, Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Bridget Nielsen. When they were on, uh, he's like Bernadette. Yeah, they were on like real life together. And then, and then they like had their own show. Yeah. And then huh? that, Stallone, that was Stallone was married to her. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. But they like, they, they were into each other. Like legit yeah, into oh, yeah. each other. I mean, more power to them. I'm just, I'm just referencing that. The, and I mean, I, I understand this quote. You ain't even flavor flavor. Yeah. Any of those shits like, You don't even have love, anything. Though, y'all weren't even getting paid and you actually let him put his tongue in. Ugh. That's so gross. But anyway, so sorry. Okay, I need some bleach for my brain right, right? now. That was so gross. <sighs> oh God, Lindsay, would you ever do that? Like, I, we're you know we're we're little, we're more. I don't want to say we're more wise, but <laughs> if in your twenties you had been approached because you would definitely have been somebody that they would have casted in that show. Oh yeah, you know, You're gorgeous. Yeah. No, you guys are nice. Um, listen, I think I talked about it on this pod when I was like, I wanted to be on Big Brother. And my mom's like, a certain oh, type yeah. of person does that. And I hope I raised you to be better. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Big Brother was the best. Like, we love Big Brother. Love it. We have our game plans for how we're going to act when we go on there. Like, hubby not to this day, what our personas are going to be. Like, so that we can win the game. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's not like you were going, trying to say I want to go on Bad Girls Club. Now that's something. Then I would have been like, girl, didn't I raise you better than that? 
I also wanted to be on um the one with all the play. I used to want to be a Playboy bunny when I was young, y'all. But I was also a way bigger girl when I was young. And my mom, oh my God, we'd go toe to toe over that shit because she hated it. But did you guys watch I Love New York? Oh, yes. Yeah, Do you remember the, the guy? spinoff from a Flavor Flav show. Yes. <laughs> the, the character It. I was riding the sub. I used to be a real estate agent in New York City. So I was on the subway in Brooklyn and he comes up to me and he's like, you know, spitting game. And I was like, I know this guy. I know this guy. I know this guy. And he was really nice. Like we just talked and he's like trying to get my number and shit. But I had a boyfriend at the time. And when he got off the train, I was like, that was it from I Love New York. He he does not talk like that. He is not like, you know, s- slow in speech. I mean, speed in speech, not like any kind of mental um, mm. ailment or anything. He was like a, just a totally normal guy. And I was like, holy fuck. I text my girlfriend like, yo, this guy. Yeah. And what they did to them, like they, they, of course they created this characters out, you know, with editing and things like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think at that time people were so, they wanted fame so much. Cause this was at the height of like being able to make a living out of reality star. Mm-hmm. So I think so many people were like, I have this opportunity, I'm going to do it. So they played whatever role. And these yeah. producers are really fucking good. You know what I'm saying? They ask these questions in their confessionals and things like that. Or, you know, they start the fights. Um, yeah. You know, um, speaking of, did you guys hear about the guy from Bachelor that ended up coming out? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, like, okay. How like, did I, nobody I don't watch, watch those show shows, but that? yeah. Like yeah. I'm seeing clips and I'm like, so everybody was like sleeping during this season. Like everybody, the, the listen, I mean, the viewers, the girls in the house, the very obvious. I don't know, like super obvious. But now they're having this whole narrative about how did that affect the women? Was it fair? Should all those women be able to come back and have another shot at love? Stop it, Bachelor is <laughs> like stop. Okay, like there's no love really created there, like legit. But yeah, so um, back in the day, I probably would have gone on the show like that. Like, you know, I, well, a little thirsty for a little attention. Can can you imagine that? Um, mm-hmm. But I probably would have. But I wouldn't have wanted to play the role of the angry black woman, which is what they try to put pretty much every. Yep. You know, yep, yep. the token or the token. Yeah, yeah. Real world yeah. did it the best. Real world did it the absolute best, but they did it the best in the beginning, and then they kind of did it the worst because they kind of made the model then for mm-hmm. everything that followed. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> like the first season or two when they actually took uh, situations that were happening organically and yes. sometimes reshot yeah. them, yeah. but didn't like make up new ones and like push people together. I think it was like season three or four. When was Puck? Uh, like, season that three. was the one season three. Season that's three. When so that got, was yeah. yeah. That's when they were like, we we can see that these two really don't like each other. So yep. we're gonna make sure that they are they butt heads whenever fucking possible. Yeah, because it'll create drama. They definitely put Puck <laughs> and and um, Pedro and <sighs> Judd and like they did that completely. I they, cried so hard when Pedro. Oh died. my god! I you like that was the first time that I because I instead of hearing just about AIDS and hearing all the bullshit about how it mm-hmm. who transmitted it, like that was my first experience with, I mean, not knowing, but getting to know somebody and seeing him and his, you know, husband, Sean, and being like, you know, I was like 15, 16, you know? So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so it's like, he loves him the same way that I loved Brian Austin Green, you know? And so I thought, but no, I'm just mm-hmm. saying like, I would, that was the first experience for me to go, he's a person. He deserves love just like everybody else. And you can see how much they really loved each other. So they did great there. 
Um, but good yeah. Lord. I, I am looking ridiculous. back on that. It's really nice that because it wasn't that long after that it became a trope to have a gay roommate. Yeah. And have that gay roommate either like hit on or like. But with Pedro, it was all. No, I'm going to talk about the fact that I'm HIV positive. And yes, I'm young. And I know I'm probably going to die. And all of you guys who have never met anybody with AIDS or known anyone with AIDS, guess what? This is what we look yep, like. We're yep, real people. Yep, yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah. I, I, I'm an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Like, my family worked hard. Yeah, that's what was so great about it. Um, I didn't do anything to deserve this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was a lot of our generation. I mean, I I, fa- I very much remember Ryan White and then all of that yeah. stuff. And that was before that, obviously. Yeah. But... That was really, you know, with the exception of all of the stuff that happened around Ryan White, um, that was really the first time it was humanized for me, too. Yeah, I think that was the first step when people saw this is how we can successfully use, um, you Mm -hmm. know, reality TV. and, and, And we were probably the first generation that showed we're willing to do it. We're willing to, like, strip down, be honest and show the truth, you know, the, the true story. Um, behind something, whereas everything else was always so, I don't want to say PC, because if you watch some 80 shows, good Lord, they basically were so misogynistic and you know, mm-hmm. and racist and things like that. So I don't want to say PC, but it, so, our but generation the, the, was just the first one that said, look, we're real people. Let's go ahead and, and, and show that. Like, let's stop making yeah. everything 90210-ish or... You know, like that. Our generation so. was the first one to say we have real people. We are real people with real feelings and real desires and real death and real heartbreak yeah. and real lives. And we're not going to hide it from everybody yeah. anymore. And yeah. like, I am so proud of. I know that there's still fucking way too many people who think differently from this. But like, I I look at um, my 21 year old stepdaughter and watching her and her friends grow up and. You know, knowing that she's had trans friends her whole life and she's had gay friends her whole life and she's had friends who were um, who had experienced really crazy shit in their lives. But also her life was was normal in that we did not take out our traumas on her like our parents did. Oh, yes. And that's, you know, I would say probably two thirds of the country who are. Uh, under the age of of 50, like our kids are the ones who are starting to be taught all of the things that were terrible for us growing up. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and we're so much more vocal about it. Um, and, yeah. you know, no Willing shame to talk to, about it. Yeah, no, no shame. shame to our yes. parents or anything because you guys just are people. And once yeah. again, nobody gives you a book when you, you know, have that baby and goes, switch to page 42 when you, when this situation comes yeah. up, like they're doing just everybody they trying their do. best. Yeah, so... You know, and it's just how they grew up as well. But mm-hmm. definitely we're dealing with that, but we're aware of it. So we're able to kind of break that cycle for the next generation. Um, we're also we're also the first generation that willingly is seeking therapy for the traumas yeah. that we've experienced. Yep. Yeah. So like to the day my dad died, I do not know if he ever did a day of therapy that did not involve my mother saying, I'm going to divorce you if we don't. So and, you know, he was in Vietnam. He did two tours in Uh, Vietnam. And, you know, (laughs) a lot of other shit happened to him long before I met him. The whole reason why he went to Vietnam was because he had had a not so great childhood and fell in with some people that weren't the best people to be with. You know, so (sighs) I... I can look back on 
what was a traumatizing childhood and realize that my dad was still trying his best. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can also realize that, you know, it's, I had to change a lot of things yeah, it, when but how, there were children in my How he parented you is a result of how he was parented. He was parented. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that's how I looked at it. I Because my dad and I have never had the greatest relationship. But now as an adult, I'm understanding a lot of things about, you know, his his upbringing and the lack of relationship that he had with his real dad, although he did have a father figure in his life. Um and how detrimental that is to men, period, I think, for you to ever think like I wasn't worthy enough for my real father. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure that that conversation has had to happen at point in times, which is why mm-hmm. I think has made my dad so, um, so wanting to be successful or like building what, you know, what success was and, and wanting to pursue that, but then also taking care of my grandmother uh, and stuff like that. So it's when I look back at it as an adult, I'm forgiving. I don't ever have to really have that conversation with him. I feel like I just need to, for myself, move forward and try to have a better relationship with him as an adult, Mm -hmm. you know? So this is why I say when people go, well, I have such a hard upbringing and that's why you're an asshole as an adult. Nope. Because everybody has a decision to go ahead and say, yes, this is why I had a hard time, but it doesn't mean I have to relive it or use it as a crutch in adulthood. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, um, so, like you got you got your ass beat when you were a kid, and you grew up thinking that that was okay. So you decided to then do that to your kid. Yeah. How much sense does that make? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Or just being an asshole yeah. completely, just being a really just being bad an person. Yeah. yeah. So, but anywho, we digress once again. Uh, <laughs> say, I want to pivot it back to reality. I know we touched on this yeah. before in this potty. Um, with like granddad and dating these women, right? Because I feel like reality TV has now put this filter over social media where Mm -hmm. like we all have these Instagrams, TikToks or Twitter profiles where you kind of mold yourself into this archetype character as well. Like, oh, I'm the big booty cutie. Especially on dating sites. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's kind of like a caricature also. Like, yeah, granted it's shallow, but they're also kind of showing you how we all market ourselves, so to speak, on social. Mm -hmm. That is a very good freaking point. Because once you said that, I'm like, oh, shit, this Instagram, because I have different profiles. I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) So this one, and I mean, mine are more business related, but, you know, I'm trying to keep personal and whatnot separate. But yeah, I mean, look, let's, let's take MySpace, which is where... Grand, you know, granddad was showing the real right. MySpace pictures, which hilarious because that's so true, um, which is where catfishing started. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you think about that. Like I used to spend hours on how my MySpace page looked. Um, I would yeah, really Yeah, because you sit could down. put coding into yeah. it and oh, like yeah. insert music and the colors yes. and all that. Like, come on, Facebook, what the fuck? Please, right. That was the right. best part of MySpace. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I miss Facebook when you could like... Um, what are your five favorite things when you can like take little quizzes that like everybody else oh, yeah. I miss all that you know when they started poking and shit is when the shit started going down I'm like I don't need you to poke me <laughs> <laughs> right I don't want you to poke me in real life why in the hell do you think I want you to poke me 500 times you know through social media but yeah so it but MySpace it definitely started that that whole facade that whole my, my social media you know persona because you have to think about who's in your top eight uh, mm-hmm. Am I making this person mad and all that? It was just yeah. That's- you start dating someone new, they become your number one. Yes. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. I noticed so and so wasn't in your top eight anymore. Right? Did you guys fight? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. That's oh, funny. That's a good point. We definitely like that. I like that. Very insightful. See, we say insightful things. 
<laughs> I mean, it. Um, I had a lot of. Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of things to say about the way Granddad conducted conducted dating anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I I and also how the women would conduct dating because I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know a single woman who went on a first meeting to the person's house for the weekend. Weekend. Which is the yeah. next thing that's gonna happen in the show that, you know, we're talking about yeah. right now. Yeah. Like he was talking to someone online, at least for a tiny bit, who lives five hours away and convinces her to come over for the weekend the first time they meet. And your grandkids are there. Yes. Problems with that. One, you didn't want to pay mm. for me to stay in a hotel. Stop being cheap. Mm-hmm. Why would you take your ass out there and he can't put you in a hotel, but you're willing to stay there? Um, right. Hey, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, have you never heard of, you know, right. you know, like, hello, and there's just, killers in the world. Just reasonably, what if you have a bad fucking time? Yeah. Like, if you don't actually have chemistry with this person in real life, you're then going to stay there for two more days? Yeah, or just turn around and drive your ass another five hours, which is you know, right. a waste of time. Yeah, so I like that you say that because I feel like Grandpa was like, everybody's um, catfishing me in a way, you know, like, you don't look like mm-hmm. this. Girl. But if you weren't basing it off looks in the first place, and went ahead and looked for like, you know, an Esther, a lady that had her Easter church, you know, hat on in her picture. Or somebody who had like things in common with that's what I'm, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stop you know, you've had to... more conversations than just like, hey, how you doing? You know, your profile is this and you're sexy. Yeah. Which is what it seemed like they had talked about beforehand. Yeah. Stop looking for <laughs> women that are like, oh, like looking for a dad. Because that's pretty kind of, that's what it was. It was like gold digger, you know. I mean, well, well, Grandpa was what at least sixty, seventy years yes. old, right? So, and that that le- that's definitely what the kids are thinking. Yeah, Huey and and um, Riley think that you know she's either like insane or she's going to try and steal money from them. Like the first thing they say to her, let's see, are we? Yeah, uh, the first thing they say to her is is like, we don't keep money in the <laughs> <Yeah>. house. <laughs> but she does look exactly like her picture. So granddad's fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He's, he is happy that this is an actual person that looks exactly like she said. And you know, the, they, they seemed to, um, hit it off pretty well. Um, I think that (laughs) she showed her craziness Uh, real quick though. So that's good. She, yeah, she, she took it way too far, way too quickly. Um, for sure. But she also like, I have a couple dogs. Oh, yeah. How many dogs? I'll have one of these. I have two of these and 15 of these. Okay, that right there. Like, how much land do you have with 15? <gasps> right, right. 15 wolves. Now, she said she grew up around them or she was raised mm-hmm. by them. I think she grew up around them, but it, yeah. Either way. The, that, like crazy. <laughs> that. Now, I am Team Luna through this episode. But I'm, I'm totally team yeah, Luna, I don't, but I think that she had some social skills deficits. I, I don't <laughs> think she did. What I okay. took this as is that this was a woman who was well adept in her career, who had reached the top, right? Like she's a martial mm-hmm. arts champion. She's like fighting in this Tekken kind of uh, fight, Mortal Kombat, whatever sort of fight circle. Like she's the shit. And what happens as a woman who's adept at her fucking job is that you, when you meet men who are like intimidated, I'm sure you girls know, intimidated mm-hmm. by your success or knowledge or whatever, these motherfuckers, and I know some of these motherfuckers are probably listening to this podcast, lose their goddamn minds and they try and do like all sorts of weird shit to you. Like you're crazy and you're strange and da 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 da. 
Yep. Disman- like dismissing <laughs> all the lies and bullshit that they've done to like she may have been in like this crazy career, but she didn't do shit to granddad. She didn't like, you know, hurt no. him or threaten him yeah. or whatever. She just said, yeah, yeah, I do this. I do that. I raise wolves. If that's what the fuck you do, do it. Oh, you yeah. Know? No, that shouldn't that should not have been like a deal breaker. I can totally understand them going, whoa, that seems like a lot like. I feel that way when I tell people I have three dogs. But, <laughs> um, but like, so she put kickboxing in her profile. But she, she and then and then she was like, well, it's not really kickboxing. It's more like, you know, martial arts, like kung fu, it's like white lotus kung fu. Like, uh-huh. Instead of like putting in her profile, I am a kung fu master. And then later going, oh, it's this kind of kung fu when you talk about it. And it's, it's like I went from kickboxing to the strongest, like, most legendary uh, uh, karate, what was it, White Lotus Karate, mm-hmm. Kung Fu, there it is. I knew I was saying the wrong thing. Right, but I mean, like, that's to me now the lie. It's, it's a lie, you're totally right. But to me, that's like me being online dating and saying, oh, I do social media marketing, which I kind of do, mm. but it's a lot more technical and complicated than that. So if I meet a dude and say, like, no, I actually do... Uh, SEO specializing in technical and EAT audits and this and that. Like, why the fuck? Like, it's like, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to break all this shit down to you. And it should not offend you that this is what I really do. You get what I mean? Like, this lady to me. Oh, yeah. I just think a lot of the conversation might not be first date. Right. Which is why she just says, oh, but who, but Huey. Yeah. Yeah. Huey is into this shit. Like, I feel like that's something we're also letting go. Huey knows what it is. Huey. He wants Huey to ad- thinks that she's lying, though. And right, like actually, a, that's our next clip. Yeah, okay, I'll shush. Let's clip. Yeah, that's our next <laughs> clip. Oh no, the Kumite is real. It's really real. The Kumite is usually held on some faraway, mysterious island. So it's a nice getaway. Kind of like one of them all-inclusive vacation packages. They cover room and food, everything. Except for incidentals, of course. It's nice, you know. You get to catch up with old friends, see some really good matches, get a tan. Good times. Good times. The Kumite is supposed to be a death match, right? You ever killed anybody? Hey, everybody has to die sometime. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you kill one man, you kill a dozen. It's all the same. I mean, they can only hang you once, right? I'm all right, I'm all right. Come on now, you leave me hanging. So, so that's kind of what, like, I think that that story was, like, impressive, super impressive. And I would have been like, cool. And then when she was like, kill one, you kill 15, or kill a dozen. And then I was like, huh, oh, that's, that might, that's definitely not first date conversation. Yeah, it, it would be one of those things where I would like, you know, if hubby was close to me, like, you're hitting him under the table, like, you, you know, but yeah. you're, you're, you're not giving any other it's sign like that bit, she's freaking you out a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, you just kind of like, oh, oh really? That's crazy I mean, type of thing. I dig, I dig how excited she is to tell the story and how proud she is of this accomplishment, which it absolutely is. And like how fucking strong she is. Like even, uh, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, 
Like she's just, she's this badass woman who keeps getting into super abusive relationships and it's torn down her soul. And she has become this, I've got all these great achievements that are kind of scary, but I'm so like normal that it makes me look like I'm crazy, you know? Well, her friend doesn't help. Let's oh God, her friend. <laughs> you know, she's one of those. Like, that's a friend that you have to be like, that's my girl, ride or die. But you're eventually, mm. ha- well, she does, she can't, she, <laughs> she won't have the opportunity. But that's somebody that you end up going, you just slowly don't talk to them anymore. You know, say like, maybe yeah. you invite her to uh, your birthday dinner with a group of other people, but she's so toxic because she's so unhappy. So that's, I, yeah. But that Luna doesn't play. Luna did not well. see that in her friend at all. Oh, at like, all. She could not pick up on the fact that this friend was completely uh, just giving her terrible fucking advice. Yeah. Um, and it, the like the first time we hear her talking on the phone to her is right after the scene. Like the the boys all run and hide in the bathroom, um, and then Huey decides he's going to go out and and essentially he's about to challenge her because he thinks that she's lying. Yeah. And that was the first time we hear her talking to her friend. Um, and at that point, it's not you know not not a toxic friendship. It's um, girl, you know, it's a, you don't need to be sleeping with mm-hmm. him first time anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's all good. It's yeah. okay. Like she's being supportive friend. Good for you. Uh, and then uh, Huey comes downstairs and basically challenges her to a fight, even though she's the one who challenged him. But he Ooh. totally got her to do that. Shouldn't and have then, you know, she took that too far and beat the shit out of a kid. I mean, like, with pleasure. He asked for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he did. He did. He did. Yeah, so. He's 10. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's what I kept saying. Like, you know, after that first, like, kick, you should have been like, okay, okay, I can see that you, you're good. You know your stuff. <laughs> I'm going to hurt you if you don't stop. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, when you play, when boys play slap boxing and stuff with that, like, you see where it's too serious. <laughs> yes. And either this shit's about to go in a fight or they're going to go, okay, stop playing. And then that's the end of it. But yeah, mm. man, like you said, he's 10, but you know, but, uh, he wanted to act all big and bad. So exactly. yeah. she, she showed him. She showed him. He was so, he was so sure that there was no way that she could be what she claimed to be mm-hmm. uh, for. And that could be the fact that she's a woman. Yes. The fact that she's, they already think that she's crazy because of the, the wolves thing and, and the stories that she's been telling. So like, I can't fault Huey in doubting her because the stories seem outrageous. I can't. But also (laughs) I can, (laughs) but I can also fault her in taking it a little too far on all of the occasions, I guess. And yeah. it's just, it's it's again. I I keep I wrote it down a few times. Like her trauma has in, has affected her social skills. Like these are not things that you tend to do in mixed company until you've gotten to know somebody really well. Like yeah. I'm not going to tell you my trauma until I trust you enough to tell you my trauma. Now see, so. this is where I'm a wolf bitch because I will, especially when I was younger. I would tell people, a stranger, my trauma. I just did not give a fuck. This is the <laughs> hand I was dealt in life. This is the shit I grew up dealing with. I am me. You can put up with it or you can get the fuck out. I'm not going to bend my personality or weaken myself and lessen myself, which if you are a wolf bitch listening to this, Hmm. other women have told me in my career, like, oh, just pretend to be stupid. Speak up a little less. Like ask, even if you know the answer, 
ask men in the room the question and guide them to the right answer. Bitch, what? Like, I'm supposed to sit here and play stupid and lessen myself to make you guys feel good. And even though Huey is a kid, to me, he is that toxic masculinity. Like, if I say to Mm -hmm. people, oh, yeah, like, oh, I I didn't get the job. I did this interview at Google. They don't want to believe it. Oh, I want to see email. I want to see this. I want to see that. They don't want to believe it until, and well, this is a thing too in corporate. And then the more you show up that you are who you say you are, the more crazy you are, the more they gaslight it, the more they make you seem like you're a piece of shit person. You're arrogant. You're a liar. You're this, you're that. I'm telling you, the wolf bitch is listening to this shit now. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop and mic drop. No, I I, I 1000% agree. I mean, it's, I think the narrative here is that she's a confident, strong woman, albeit you know, maybe, uh, oh, oh, so, yeah, you know, man, I don't want to say not so, but just maybe, yeah, so, so traumatized well, trauma and such affects bad your relationships, mental health. Yeah. yeah, and such bad relationships that she created, she's created a, uh, a habit or a, um, a behavior, a behavior, yeah. yes, that's detrimental. And so that, you know, that dims all everything else about her. That's, you know, yes. that's, that's a shiny light. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably something that women really deal with. Like I'm so badass here. I'm confident in, I'm great. But then somebody takes that one flaw or that one situation and then that overshadows everything else. So then, Mm -hmm. you know, you become jaded. So it's harder for somebody to find somebody and to really truly be who you are. You know, I think, um, yeah, I I thought you see, you guys just made me just see shit. I never thought about, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it, it could be so many things. It's obvious that in this show that she was made kind of a caricature of, you know, um, of a, yeah, ki- well, yes. She was a caricature of crazy, crazy girlfriend, stalker girlfriend, mm-hmm. but it was based in a, a kind of realistic, you know, everything around it was very realistic. Yeah. Like she's not crazy. No. She's not oh. weird for having a lot of wolves. She's kind of odd for the way that she phrased it when telling them about it. Yeah. And that's, again, that's a social thing. That's a social skill or a social norm or social moray, depending on what kind of a situation you're in. Um, and, like, she is very trusting. And, you know, we'll get into a couple of things where, you know, she will take what you tell her and believe you as long as you don't give her a reason to not believe uh-huh, you. Uh-huh. Um, which I thought like up until, you know, when we talk in a little bit about driving and her friend, her phone, her next phone call, um, that's where like she genuinely was like, okay, this wasn't terrible because from her point of view, it really wasn't up until that point, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she thought it was weird, but uh but yeah, so after after the sparring match, let's jump back a little bit. Uh, the the all the boys are in the bathroom, and after Huey had passed out because he got beat up, um, nobody can relax. Granddad tells the story of Brenda Ritchie, Lionel Ritchie's ex wife, when she when she beat up Lionel and his future future white ex wife, ex white wife, ex white wife. Yes. There it is. I should have written down exactly what they said there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, the, you know, him telling that story, which may or may not have been true, but the whole point was because she knew Kung Fu. Yeah. Hubby was so like, granddad was so oh, God, convinced. Did that happen? He's like, Google yeah. games. Did that happen? I was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So, and here we yeah. see another strong woman just being demonized. It's not Lionel yep. cheating that's the problem. It's that it's this woman crazy can, life. Uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and just it, it's also obviously from granddad's point of view and he has an agenda with all of it and he, you know, he's imagined such terrible things now because, you know, she's told these stories and he hasn't actually like talked to her after Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) So like he's, he's not trying to understand the truth or what's happening. He's just taking what she says at complete face value and thinking she's a crazy bitch and needs to get out of his house. Yeah. Um, and so she's downstairs on the phone with her girlfriend again because he's been gone the whole night. Um, Huey is helping Granddad come up with a logical lie, uh, some uh, a way that he can get her out of the house without causing any drama and without like you know hurting anybody's feelings. Um, and they they have a they come up with a pretty good like very basic like can't catch you in a lie because there's nothing that you really need to lie about. And then granddad decides to completely change it, go off script. Um, talk about, he had planned a birthday party for Fidel Castro uh, and needed to get balloons from Jay Z and you know, all this other bullshit. And she, like I said before, she, she believes it. She's like, Oh no, I'm so sorry. You know? And then, you know, well, of course she's like, I thought you were going to tell me that I was crazy. Like the others. No, I I was telling Huey I would love to have a relation a continuing relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Just I have to go now. Like totally gaslighting her, lying to her, and she's just like, okay, I'm gonna choose to believe you. Yeah, um, I guess her better job. Like you knew deep down she was like, uh, yeah, you know. But, but she wanted to believe him because yeah. she didn't want it. She she was still even after all of these abusive relationships, she still had this um, hope for finding her Mister Right. Um, and you know, from, from her point of view, she was getting to know somebody where from granddad's point of view, he wanted to sleep with somebody and now she's a crazy bitch. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so Luna leaves, drives off, everybody celebrates cause got rid of the crazy bitch. Um, but as she's driving, she's talking to her best friend and that's where basically the friend is like, Ooh, girl, no, everything, that was all bullshit. He was lying to you. He was doing this or that. You know, Fidel's Castro, Fidel Castro's birthday isn't even today. Um, and basically just knowing her friend is trying to drive five hours home uh, after well. not successfully having a weekend instead of saying, I'm so sorry that all of that should happen and, you know, hopefully next time will be better or whatever. She's like, girl, you should go back there and and." Get him and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hating this shit, just being a hater, just yeah. Oh man, this, and she, she jumps. Jumps. I don't have a man. Nope, nope. Right? Nope. <laughs> Better <laughs> not get rid of that vibrator. Also, if you have a partner and you got rid of your vibrator, why? Right. <laughs> Dumbest shit ever. Hey. I, mean, I have plenty, and I have a great uh-huh. like. I, right? nope, 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 nope. It's all about self love, which is something I mean, else. And she my didn't partner have that. uses Her didn't have that. Like she did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. You're, and you can all of that could go together anyway. Right? <laughs> Make a good old fun night out of it. <sighs> oh, seriously. Um, so so Luna slams on the brakes, spins the car around, and heads back. Um, and she finds uh, Robert and Ruckus playing checkers in the park, which is probably the absolute worst person that she could 
over here because he sits there and basically talks about, well, she couldn't have been that beautiful. She was a black woman and, you know, just basically being his gross self. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like that, I, I, that, that conversation where Ruckus is basically like, what did he say? Like um, a monkey in a wig or something like that. I've heard that so many times that like the first time I heard it, I was like, of course that's from Ruckus's mouth. That's so fucking exactly what I would imagine Ruckus's imagination about a black woman, uh-huh. considering he reveres a white woman so much. And every time he thinks about white women and their they smell luscious so pale good skin. And luscious, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the alabaster. Just, yes. <laughs> He's just an awful human. He is an awful human. Uh, uh, um, and at first, you know, she's she doesn't like freak out or anything because Robert's not really their granddad's not really saying anything like mean about what happened he's just kind of like yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and then it's at least I got rid of that crazy bitch and at that point she's like did he just oh okay well it's on yeah yeah like, <laughs> you know then her you know then it clicks it was like what well, okay I'm gonna show you you know like it, it yeah it, yeah, and her defense, like that's that that was her automatic defense, is using her, you know, where she's talented, but also what helps to protect her and defend mm-hmm. her, you know. Um, and she's obviously smart and has gone through a lot of shit and yeah. has some learned some pretty fucking scary coping mechanisms. So maybe you shouldn't talk about her. Yeah, yeah. And and this is where I defend her just kind of being like, even if her background is awkward, this is where I defend it. Like how I say, yo, I grew up in mm-hmm. this environment. This is what I had to deal with. This is who yep. I am. It's because if it's not for you, tell me up front. Tell me right yes. away. This is not mm-hmm. for me. So we don't get into all this bullshit of you hiding in bathrooms and talking shit about me, lying to me, then talking shit about me to your friends. Don't mm-hmm. be a little bitch. Say what you need to say to my face and keep it moving. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. <laughs> I'm not saying she's right, right for what happens next. No, 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 no. But but most of the things that happened were not in uh, up until that point were not her fault. Like she didn't do anything mm-hmm. other than just be awkward and, you know, maybe like probably very nervous cuz she's going out with somebody for the first fucking time and staying at their house for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um and I keep, I, I know I keep going back to that, but it's, I know it, it might be just because um, I'm looking at this from 2021, but I literally am like, girl, every single one of those girls that went on a first date with Robert at his house, I'm like, you don't know if that's a serial killer. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> the shit that we do. I was talking to a friend the other day and I'm like, God damn, like my dad wouldn't let me go to UC, uh, to San Diego state or UC San Diego. And I'm like, you are horrible. So I was talking to my friend the other day and she's like, do you know how many times I went across to Rosarito or like went across the border (laughs) and like my friends were ready to go home. And I was like, I'm not. And then I ended up hanging out with like, uh, you know, somebody in the Navy or somebody and just, you know, just, just certain shit. I remember going to the club, meeting this bartender, really hot white guy and I'm being a little inappropriate here but let's just say he was very blessed in an area and um we were outside smoking a cigarette and he had his back turned to me because it was windy and he turned around and he you know he was like ta-da and he presented it for me and I was like where do you live and how fast can we get there <laughs> my friend was like we come together we leave together I was like oh, not this time and she's like where do you live I was like I don't know 
She's like, what part of downtown? I was like, I don't know. Like, I easily could have been under, buried underneath the house in downtown right now. But just the shit that you do during a certain (laughs) age and how you just don't think about, you know, the what could happen is pretty amazing. Like, I go, God damn, I had angels with me because I was, Oh, and that's that's a really good point too. When thinking about this episode, like in in a minute, we're going to talk about her backstory because she finally kind of goes into it a little bit. Um, and you know, it all pretty much started from a terrible childhood, and then a her you know underage boyfriend was like a yakuza leader, uh, oh, <laughs> was yeah. Yeah. obviously abusive to her, and in the exact same way that her dad was, and you know, just like things like that really um the way that uh the way that Magruder thought about trauma uh-huh. while also making sure that the backstory is just a little bit outrageous enough so yeah. that you're like I don't I don't know how to think about this yeah, you know yeah yeah like her her reactions aren't really unheard of when this kind of stuff you know, happens, goes on. Yeah. Like if you're being treated as nothing but a pretty face, but you've got some pretty serious um, trauma from uh, what would be a good word for it? You've got uh, rejection, sense of dys- uh-huh. dysphoria, or you know, some other like you, you take that rejection, that calling you a crazy bitch and getting you out of the house, that flips a wire. Like it's like the students that I work with; they might be set off by something as simple as a paper falling off their desk and it could turn into me having to keep safe from being beat up by a child who's almost as big as me. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It's not necessarily there. There isn't necessarily an ability in there to, um, to calm your lizard brain as I like to call it. <laughs> with my students. <laughs> you know, your amygdala takes over it's fight, flight or flee and or fight, flight or freeze. And she fights. That's her first instinct. Yeah. So as soon as that happens, as soon as he calls her a crazy bitch, it's like, boom. Okay. No, no. Now I'm going to fucking torture him. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, I'm going to hurt you because you just automatically hurt me. But I'm going to, you know. Yeah. I'm, I, I can do it by right. kicking your ass. You know, right. type of thing. Yeah. And yeah. at this point, like, she's got everybody locked in the house. Like, the boys come home looking for granddad. She's nailed the windows shut. She then like nails them into their bedroom. Um, the phone's not working. Uh, granddad comes home singing his uh, "She's I, Gone" song. Like, why did you she's have a song gone, for that? Like, she's why? gone. I, I, I was watching it. I was like, "No, oh, that's not necessary, Grandpa." Like, <laughs> that's what I said. But it's the new shoes song. Yeah. It's the new shoes song, <laughs> right? Pretty much. Like that's all. For, like he had just got some ice cream or this. I'm like. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. So he kind of got, uh, he kind of got what he deserved. Yeah. Next. yeah, she totally choked him out. Yeah. Tied yeah. him up, threw him on the bed. Go to sleep, um, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> and he wakes up to her holding a gun in his face. Yeah. And basically like, why did you lie? It, run, it was like, um, what's the movie? It's like a fatal attraction. Yeah. I'm not going to be ignored, yeah, Robert. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lying between love and hate. Mm. Yes. yes. Exactly. Oh fuck! Oh, I yeah. hadn't thought of that one in a while. Oh my god, she was so good in that movie. Like she, yes. Lynn, uh, Whitfield, she, crazy. Yes. Z beyond crazy. Um, once again, Regina King, badass. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying in that movie? Mm-hmm. Another example of her just being a just black woman magic all over the place. But um, yeah, it, it uh, 
is it, that's actually now that we bring that up, isn't that funny how women are portrayed in movies and in media in that situation? You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they it's they all they go overboard. You know, they completely go overboard. And at that time, they're willing to hurt anybody, including the man or whoever, you know, they felt wrong them. Mm-hmm. Um the the thing for me is like when her girlfriend again calls her right after Robert's woken up and her girlfriend's like, he ruined your whole weekend. You've got to kill him. Yes. Like, we did. Yeah, right. Wow. Right? Like okay. that doesn't quite I don't know. No, <laughs> feel like that's not payback or somebody ruining right. your weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. But see, like I said, once again, she gassed her up. You know, and mm-hmm. I I think we And kept it going. Yeah. And, like has not even yet. Like she doesn't check in to say, "How are you doing? Uh-huh. Everything okay?" Like mm-hmm. it's I've mm-hmm. taken a breath or anything like that, which would be what I would do if my friend was like thinking about uh, tying up her whatever person and holding him hostage until he fell in love with her or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we don't take it this far, but on some real shit, this is what like me and Danielle be doing to each other. Oh, what did he say? <laughs> what did he do, girl? Oh, you know he's lying, right? I'm on his Facebook right now, right now. And like, I mean, we don't we don't say like hurt him, go kill him or whatever. But we be tracking people down. We like look up there. Oh, I see he posted a picture with Sarah last week. I thought he was in Rome with his girlfriend or whoever. You know, we we do that shit. Look, that that that's a little different though, because that's doing research on the fuck boy who is deciding to lie, you know, and and to just keep going. <laughs> I, last week we were hanging out with a friend and she had a guy over and I just did not like him. Like I was just like. I ended up telling him just because she's white and you're Jamaican or whatever you are. And I kept calling him Safari, um, Nicki Minaj's <laughs> ex on purpose. I was like, you know who you look like? Oh my, I was talking so much shit. And um, I had to end up telling him, I said, you know what? I think she wants you to leave. And he's all, she can tell me that. I go, no, 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 no. Because you think you're running shit and you're not. Like, this is not, this is not how you should interact with somebody just because, you know, you're like, oh, I'm this Jamaican king or whatever the fuck you thought you were. Um, with this white woman, like, you know, is what I think he, he, how he was portraying it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, she is too good for you anyway. And, um, I'm not going to say what other crude thing I said about his size of his, but I did. And, um, (laughs) and then, so he goes, well, you know, I got, I got to get up early in the morning. Anyway, I have a friend at the airport and he just added way too many, too many details. And I was like, this is why men get caught in lies because you Mm. guys do that shit way too many details. But, you know, onto what? Yeah, just what, go like. I got Lindsay go. saying. So you have to do. You have to check. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to check. You have to do your checks and balances because men, y'all are horrible ass liars. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I will get on somebody's Instagram, you know, and do some research and compare pictures and and do all. I might, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends if you or know. Friend. You know, if if, it's if I was friend, if I was going to date and, someone new, yeah, I would probably want to like check out like their public Facebook or you know, whatever they might have that I could see. But I think, I don't know. I don't have a friend like, like Lindsay and Danielle are like, that might've been grace, but grace would be more likely. Do, do you want me to kill him for you? <laughs> like She would have offered, she wouldn't have tried to talk me into it. She would have been like, where are you? I'll be there in 10 minutes or yeah. something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. So that's me. I'm ready to scrap. I'm like, what, what we need to do, you know? Um, and I, you know, I, I may sound like I'm somebody that's been in a lot of altercations because I'm just very, <laughs> you know, I'm very blunt and I'm about getting, no, but I haven't. I've been in two, two of my entire life. One was with my best friend who I'm still best friends with to this day. I will admit she whipped my ass when we were freshmen in high school. Yeah. Next time I was at the <laughs> state fair. Um, I was with a couple of girls that I worked with. They're both white. 
they liked black men. So they wanted to go on Black Family Day, which used to be a thing here for state fair. So there would be certain days. Uh, it, this was basically a place where everybody went to go get some. You know what I'm saying? They went to go stand around in front of the rise and holler. Like pretty, wow. That's what it was. So okay. these girls were intimidated <laughs> that there were two white girls there during this time. And so we were getting on the Gravitron. I will never forget. And they're just doing their passive aggressive talking shit. Oh, this, this, and this, and that. And they're saying it like it went over my head to them. Like I couldn't hear. And my friends were so nervous. Can we, let's just get out of line. I was like, the hell no, we're not. I was like, we, no, we're not about to do it. And uh, I had to step up and fight two girls um, at that time because they, you know, they were just wanting to mess with, with my friends just because they're white. And they were afraid that they weren't going to get to talk to one of the millions of dudes that were there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's just, a, that's just the type of person I am though. I don't, I don't have to get into a physical altercation, but I will go to bat for if you. If you have to. Yeah. 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 So I get that. Dean's yep. kind of like that too. He won't start a fight, but he will definitely finish, finish my yes. fights because yes. I won't. <laughs> like I try very hard to avoid any kind of confrontation because I am one of those lucky, lucky people that the angrier I am, the more I cry, uh-huh. which is mm-hmm. makes me even more angry. Mm-hmm. So I usually just like, if I get angry, I'm usually just like, okay, I'm going to shut off right now. I'm going to walk away. And eventually I will process this and I will come back to it. <laughs> hey, but like, yeah. I'll tell Dean and he'll be like, though. who is it? <laughs> you cry enough, people will be like, like, you get angry enough, people might be scared. Like, oh, she about to go. Oh, off. I have scared people <laughs> like that. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I've scared Dean during that, I think. Yeah. But not not at you when I was in a, never mind. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that just reminds me of, I always tell people, if you if you aren't somebody in conf- you know, confrontation, do what Will taught Ashley on Fresh Prince. When he was like, Back up, back up. He's like, just make your act eyes crazy. big. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, just act crazy, and then they won't bother you. So you know, uh, that yeah. that's what I tell people. Like, you know, make it to you, make it pretty much. If you, you know, if you, somebody's approaching you, and I just tell them, you don't, you won't even know. That's what I tell them to say. I say, rub your hands together, and then just look at them. And be like, you don't even know, and they'll be like, oh <laughs> shit, I'm not about to mess with them. They're a little, they're a little crazy. I but, have, uh, I have a friend who worked in theater who used to carry around like little blood capsules with her. And if somebody like out in public, like at the bus stop or something would start trying to talk to her, she would pop one in her mouth and let the fake blood like dribble down. She'd just stare at them making eye contact. Love that. Right? Isn't that just the best fucking thing? I never had the guts to do that shit. Love it. Oh my God. (laughs) I want to meet her. Like, is she still like, can you give her my phone number? Like that is the best shit ever oh my god see what i could do yeah it was like 20 years ago at this well yeah 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 about 20 years ago at this point she's like i just did it the other day she might have i don't know i have not talked to her in a bit (laughs) i I wasn't getting my chicken sandwich fast enough so i was like hey (laughs) (laughs) that's funny though look all of a sudden there's gonna be a trend there's gonna be like for some reason people are buying fake blood (laughs) capsules i mean Uh, yeah it, it, it's effective. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, all right. So let's see. So back at the show, after her girlfriend has checked in and she her, her friend is basically telling her none of what happened is her fault um, and that you know she should just kill him. Um, right around the same time, the boys are trying to escape their room. They see Tom coming up the, the sidewalk, so they try and hit in the window to get his attention, but, you know, he doesn't see them. The window is nailed shut, so they can't open it to yell at him. 
Um, he goes to the door and Luna answers the door and, you know, he basically is just like, Hey, Anna, can I, can I talk to Robert or the boys or can I just come in? Can I use your bathroom? And then it comes out that Huey had sent an email before Luna came back saying, Hey, if this woman comes back, can you come and make sure she hasn't murdered us? Yeah. Um, I will give him props. He didn't go over there like a, like scary and bitchy, like I would expect him to do. Like he was kind of, you know, like he was maybe going to try to, you know, Rush bum rush through the Amazing. door. Yeah. Like mm. I was like, well, I was like, go ahead, talk to you talk. All right. But yeah, so that was one thing that I did I like about that scene. I was like, look at him trying to stand up and swing his balls he, around yeah, a little bit. He was trying. He, yeah. was, he was like, Yeah, I'm just gonna keep trying I'm gonna keep trying and okay, so this is gonna sound ridiculous because he really doesn't actually believe it. But then he does because she hits him and knocks him out and ties him up on the bed right. uh, next to Robert. Um, this is when she starts telling them all of the terrible stuff that happened in her past, all of the horrible relationships she was in from her dad being abusive to multiple boyfriends, um, like calling her fat, telling her that she's, you know, she's nothing without them. And just general, generally every kind of abuse you can think of, she has experienced it in her life. Um, so luckily... Uh, she's also, again, still really pliable. Like she listens to her friend. And then the next thing that sounds logical to her is when Robert's like, you have to stop being the victim. You have, you can't just, or yeah. Tom's like, you can't just kidnap people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they convince her to take responsibility for her actions and go home. And um, so she decides her right. She cuts them and, as she's leaving, she gets back on the phone with her friend. You got him, girl? No. Everything's okay, Nicole. He told me I should take responsibility and let go of the past. So you do all of that? He gonna marry you then? Hmm. You know what? He didn't say. Oh, Luna. That means no. Oh, my God, girl. I am so sorry. You told this man your life story and he just dished you like that? If a man said that to me, oh, my God, I don't think I can handle it. I would just freaking die. And, and then she did. She pulls the pin on the grenade that she had on her and the car blows up right pretty much on the street in yeah. front of granddad's house. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there you are. <laughs> That's that's kind of the, they're like okay well she I guess she, her friend talked her out of taking responsibility right. and she's dead now which is so sad like it just once again it's how toxic mm-hmm. you know, it's a message on the people that you bring into your life and how you're letting them use their insecurities and their tra- and their problem mm-hmm. and then they're they're putting it on you and then that becomes your shit you know what I'm saying and so yep. and that friend is still sitting there talking on the earpiece even after the car has blown up Bluetooth <laughs> like, ever. First of all, like best Bluetooth ever. But yeah, she she's continuing about it. Girl, are you ignoring me? Well, you know, and it was once again she made it about her mm-hmm. over, you know, even in the end. So And I'm very much uh a proponent of accountability. Absolutely. Everyone is responsible for your own healing. I don't fucking mm-hmm. care you are. But however, I also think it is a message, again, going back through all the shit we talked about today, you need to be really careful out here how you are messing around with other people and fucking with their trauma. You don't know Mm -hmm. what you're poking. You don't know what you're joking about. You don't know what your little lies and jokes are doing. And some people don't give a fuck and they don't care if you go home and commit suicide. They really don't. But like for people who are actually decent fucking human beings with a conscience, uh, maybe watch the things you say and watch the way you treat people. 
The yeah. end. Yeah. Welcome All to right. our TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I um no, I I everything that you said, I mean, this episode just once again, you go into it thinking one thing, and then as we talk about it, you really see just once again how Aaron McGruder and the writers are freaking geniuses. Because as they I think he touched on so many things about I don't want to say what is wrong, but something that so many of uh, people in our community deal with mm-hmm. um, and, mm-hmm. and deal with to the detriment of the quality of their life and, and to their, you know, to, to finding love, to being your best um, at your career or, you know, really just tr- truly being in your purpose and becoming the person that you're supposed to become. Like we're putting obstacles and roadblocks in front of that either on purpose yeah. or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. And that reminds me of something else. Like when we said last week, I was saying, like, I think that's a theme of the season is how like black people are othering other black people. Mm-hmm. I think the message being set here like a little bit was like but this dynamic between black men and black women about like, you know, a lot of times black women today are out earning black men. And so yep. you get put down for it. You get abused for it. Um, no one wants to date you. You know what I mean? You have to let the man be the man. And I'm not judging anyone who kind of feels like, you know, they want to sign on to those kind of gender norms or whatever in the black community. But, you know, don't make someone evil because they're fucking good at what they do or successful in this kind of bullshit. If they don't fit into what your idea of normal, quote unquote, is, that doesn't mean that there's anything actually wrong with them. Exactly. Yeah. And we do that too much. So we're not a monolith. So it's like. You know, yep. people very much would say like, uh, you know, uh, skateboarders. Like, what? Black people don't skateboard. No, they do. Black people do they things do. that are yeah. active. That was my I assumption think. when I was a kid because I never saw them around Seattle. And then I know, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. That was that was a huge thing because I always wanted to be a skateboarder, but you know, yeah, my son wants to, and I was black. Yeah, <laughs> right, that part. Like, I want to snowboard, but no, that's not something black people do. Yeah. Go, go to the cold. What? What are you talking about? Um, but you know, so it's, it's definitely things that are, that are stereotypes or, or ideas like that definitely become something that's blanketed, but then we help to manifest it because we fall into it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not, it's not on purpose. It's not like we're trying to, but it's just like, well, it is, it is what we, it is what it is. Just like all black people vote democratic. Why? Because that's what we were told to. That's how we've grown up, you know, but now as people are really looking more into it, and I think as you grow up and you realize who's best for your life, so you may not continue that, you know, my entire family's always voted democratic or democratic. So kind of like that, you know, kind of example. Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah. 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 No. <laughs> Is there uh, anything else anyone wants to say about this episode before we move on to our thing? Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh. All right, then, Dean. Welcome to Stupid White People Questions. You mean I'm going to stay this color? <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> I, I feel like it. I, I, it's always hard for me not to laugh during that one. Uh, so, um... uh, Now, I got this question from MJ, but I've heard this question Mm -hmm. 
a, at least a you know a thousand million times, uh, and that's it's not just this one particular mm-hmm. hairstyle. It's also locks as well. So why mm-hmm. is it cultural appropriation for white women? So I will say this: certain parts of the country, um, yes, it's 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 more of the norm because it's more of a like a like a. Your, your fashion sense. So like if you're really in a hip hop, if you're like from New York or like a borough from a bureau, a bureau from there or something, you wear Tim's, you wear the big, you know, pup coats. And so maybe with that goes the bamboo earrings. And then maybe with that, you want to go ahead and, you know, get, get a couple braids or whatever to go out for the weekend. So I think that some people that are using it as more of like, it goes with my outfit. It's a fashion thing. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. But for those of you, okay, and if you're in Jamaica or Mexico and you let the people on the beach braid your hair, great. But when you come back, take that shit down, okay? Take it down. Because one, the money. your shit starts to look real ratty after yeah. like a week. Um, nobody wants to hear your beads clicking, clacking, and clicking, and clacking all over the place. Um, that part. Now, when you are trying to appropriate and something, let's say like modeling, um, so let's say something like I, I'm a Kardashian. I, I, I like them. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those that thinks that they've used black people to move forward or blah, 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 whatever. Um, it's, we'll use them for example. So when Kim braids her hair and takes a picture or goes to an event, that's because her stylist put that in and they thought aesthetically that would look good together. But if Kim, once she married Kanye, you know, from the whole seven years, always had cornrows, always had big bamboo earrings, always, you know what I'm saying? And like was doing something that was, you know, known as J-Lo. Uh, yeah. Oh, J-Lo, oh, J-Lo when she was dating that. Puffy, so like said, J-Lo was definitely cornrows trying to get constantly. Her, her yeah. You know, she was trying to be respected from, mm. you know, from the community. So it's a problem when yeah. you don't understand one, um, the history behind it. One. And why it's so, I mean, the biggest reason why those hairstyles evolved was one, it was protective of the hair and scalp. And two, they were used as maps to get slaves to on the Underground Railroad. Like they were literal maps, Uh like braided into hair of slaves and who would go around to other slaves to make sure that they knew whatever the plan was. And that's not in no, any way bet you, in anyone's bet mind when they people, put that in there. Probably even now. black people who didn't know <laughs> about the Underground Railroad map. Like, I, I guarantee, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And quilts, yeah, too. I, and I think that's, yeah. I mean. They would make on, quilts that would show you the way. People, you know, and genius. Always have been. Um, and we continue right? to show how we are. Um, I just think that we all, you know, there's many of us that need to tap into and really understand our power for us to really move forward. But that's, that's a whole different. A whole different one. But mm-hmm. yeah, so like I said, when when you're trying to take our, our history away from us or our struggle or things that that empower us and you just try to like make it so trivial as in, well, what? Like such and such does it or, you know, I like Beyonce and Beyonce does it. Or, you know, what? When, when you're doing it for the wrong reasons, that's why it's a problem. That's mm-hmm. when it becomes an issue. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing yeah, it without so. knowing the, yeah, the history behind it. And, you know, it's also the the specific way that braids are in in cornrows, in that kind of style. Oh. If you don't have black hair, it's not going to stay because your hair isn't, it, I mean, 
even my hair is very thin and pretty, like it's wavy, but not really curly. I can get yeah, like yeah. ringlets when it's wet, but I don't have hair, like yeah, black, yeah. black hair. Um, and yeah. Girl, I don't yeah, either. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. So don't let I just know that it's wavy. I have no fucking idea. Right. But, but if you put braids in my hair, they will fall out. They don't stay without like having to use product and rubber bands and, you know, whatever. Like most like black people hair at one, after a certain point, I guess, in, in the in the grading. Um, yeah, it, it will braid and then stay. Um, and it'll take a while before that starts to like, yep, have yep. hairs like popping out of it. And most of that's usually new growth. And that's where the protective part came in. The braids were there so that mm-hmm, the new growth mm-hmm. could happen safely without breaking off. So like when you go to Jamaica and you get your hair braided, yeah, it looks pretty. If you wait a day or two, it's going to look shitty because yeah, your hair is yeah. not, and, that's and not for a style it that always is reminds me of Monica hair. when uh, some friends, sorry, and we're talking about friends, when they went to the Bahamas and she was so happy to have her hair braided and it was the worst ever. Like they were like, Can you please take that. We are like, she was so proud of it. And she was one of the ones that had like beads on it and kept clicking and clacking. But, you know, her, her hair didn't do well with the humidity. So it started looking real bad. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you said. I completely. So Lindsay, what do you have to do? You, have you ever had that question? Or- uh, definitely. So my stance on this is kind of, first of all, <laughs> I don't, I don't care really so much about cultural appropriation. I really don't get in where you fit in like Rachel Dolezal or whatever her name was. Oh yeah. Yeah. I never had an issue with that lady. I know what you're going to say because I, I understand exactly why Tiara is sighing though. And I'm about to get into that next. <laughs> I just always felt like, you know, the world is so fucked up. Yeah. If you pretending you're black makes your fucked up life livable, I'm not going to fight you on a girl. Take it. But now we get into where the issues lie. And it actually, yeah. to me, goes back to the conversation we had last week about black face. So a lot of issues people had with Rachel was that they felt like this woman actually stole opportunities away from black people who could have taken them. Taking it back to the Kardashians, mm-hmm. like not with Kim so much. Like I know she wears box braids and all this shit. She really doesn't bother me as much. But these women have crazy control over their social image. That's their market. That's their game. Do you guys remember a few years ago? I think it was Kendall, the model one, I think, uh, was in some mag Vogue or L. She was wearing cornrows. And the title on the magazine said, uh, Kendall Jenner starts new cornrow trend. I'm sorry, what? She paid an homage to uh, yeah. uh, uh, Bo Derek. Right? And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not no. And, and they they even tried to Every fucking time a white actress has a blue, black hairstyle or gets a tattoo that has some kind of like, you know, cultural right. meaning to someone else, it's it's a new trend. It's a new style. It's you know, it's not from black people. Look at these look at these barrettes that are made out of plastic and look these like little, little animals. Balls. We're gonna put them on our hair and right? it's gonna these be so balls. cute. These and oh, you mean like so a black child in the eighties? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Or yes. the bonnet thing, the, the wearing a bonnet head to sleep and, or wearing a head wrap and like okay, not understanding me, why women, women would wear them in the first place. Silk pillowcases before black people started doing it because we found that that was better for your hair. No, but like, you know. Mm. My, my grandmother, actually, my grandmother used to do, which I th- always thought was that wild. Was- it, it, women who could afford yeah. to get their hair professionally set oh, yeah. knew very well yeah, how yeah. to keep it that way for like f- a week. 
So, and that would include things like bonnets and silk. But it was in the black community, it was literally, again, same like the hairstyles. It was preserving the hair and keeping it from breaking off and keeping it healthy and giving it a chance to grow without getting like tugged all over the place and, and, or protecting a style. Like if you, you flat iron your hair, you would put the bonnet on to make sure that you wouldn't like get all messed up in the night. Like it's very, it's good for your hair because there's no friction that, but so like, uh, um, higher class, quote unquote, higher class than me, people, uh, definitely knew about the silk yeah, like yeah, sheet yeah, thing right, was yeah. not just for like how it feels on your skin I mean, and it's so right. good for your but, skin like period, general so public yeah now one thing one thing i was familiar with and this is just my white experience mm-hmm. is that i was a i was familiar with do rags mm-hmm. uh until recently on tiktok I, the bonnet thing and i brought this up to tr yeah, that's i said because yeah. yeah i i you know i I can't remember any place in media that I've ever mm-hmm. seen a black person wearing a bonnet. Now I've seen do rags, of course, on you know, like the wire or whatever, and what have you. And what I basically said was, now with TikTok, we're starting to yeah. see yeah. these creators yeah. in, in their real uh, life, in their real life, not just <laughs> so, the made up, like yeah. beautiful hair and makeup and all that. We're seeing them in their normal life, which yeah. includes their hairs and bonnets and wearing a bathrobe or or wearing. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what else. Like, I mean, no. yeah, they're not um, they're not super yeah. done up anymore. True. Uh, so, but I mean, there's a, but there's a guy there's even a guy on there who does he has his his he does a, a segment called Bonnet Basics, and which he just, he has his bonnet on. He doesn't talk about wearing a bonnet, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. he just has his bonnet on, and he talks about whatever the topic is. And that's just his little twist on it is that he's wearing a bonnet. It's just normal. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's it presenting was, it to a much wider audience now because of things like TikTok and Yeah. So whatever. I'll be I'll be well, interested to see when how many like, white folks really start wearing big, bonnets now. I mean, dudes, you guys cannot get waves. Do-rags are to help start mm-hmm. waves. Yep. So, mm. so oh, yeah. every oh, time yeah. I think of a white dude wearing a do-rag, I think of a uh, B-rag. Yeah, of, I mean, um, I learned about that in military. Because that's what you guys look like. You look like Jamie Kennedy in Malibu's Most Wanted. Just so, in case you guys want to know, that's it. Now, there's some. (laughs) And where is Jamie Kennedy now? Uh, Making like the 5,000th Tremor movie? Well, that was was on uh, Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Torrens played (laughs) J-Rock, who who plays a Mennonite on uh, on Letterkenny. But yeah, he played J-Rock on Trailer Park Boys, and he wore a do-rag as well. There's some, there's some people that I think if you grew up around black people, you grew up in like an urban area, like, and you started trying to like comb your hair or keep it real low because you go to the black barbershop, you may get a little dip. You may get a little dip and I see you wear your do-rag. But look, you know, freaking Cohen from freaking, you know, Calabasas, boy, stop. Okay. You are not going to get waves. Stop going and buying do rags in every yep. color and then rocking them to the beach in Calabasas. Stop it right now. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the difference between cultural appropriation, yeah, yeah. wearing something without its actual like meaning, and actually like using it in the way it's intended. Which would be if your hair does this thing when you add these things, this is what it's exactly. for. And, and, One thousand percent. It, yeah. yeah. But I'm still not done ranting. <laughs> Oh yeah, like because they do, the car did, and I want to say it was Kendall again. It could have been Kylie. I don't know. One of these car, yeah, yeah. They they did it with Tim's as well. They tried to say Timberlands were it, like another trend that these Kardashian 
people started. It's like, no, that is a way of life in black culture is buying your first pair of Tim's, wearing your Tim's, all this bullshit. But my whole thing Mm -hmm. with it is aside from just the appropriation, right? And even if you want to say every culture has elements of their heritage that make it into fashion in the mainstream and all this kind of bullshit, I get that. But why it is painful for black people. And again, I don't, I really don't care. Do what you want, get in where you fit in. But you take a moment and you make it a, a fashion moment. Meanwhile, for us, this is a way of life and it's a piece of pain. Like I grew up having my hair, every, like I talked about on this pod, every few weeks I get my hair washed. My mom would sit my ass down in that chair and then braid my hair back for hours because that was what was going to hold uh, for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I had to go into these white schools. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was like the touch up. Yep. And I have to go into this white school, this white environments where my natural hair would not be accepted. That's why I had to wear cornrows. I hated it. I don't wear braids. I can't stand them to this day because that was my pain growing up. So I I think it's great that black people are reclaiming and embracing them. But that was a pain for me. I don't like it. If you want to enjoy it, though, have at it, honey. But just be ready that people are going to give pushback because you are making a moment out of their sort of culture. And that's like, and I, it's, you bring that point up and I, mm-hmm. Kendall's probably the worst yeah. offender out of all of them. Like she's the one that tried to make new shirts by putting her picture over Biggie and Pac's picture. Oh Lord. Yeah. She like, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I feel like out of everybody, okay, I'm not gonna lie. All the rest of them have the entire time. They've had like a black best friend or they've had, Black people in their lives that are, aren't just somebody they're dating or whatnot. Kendall's the only one that does it. Kendall kicks it with all the socialites, all the Bella Thorns and all that, you know. Well, the, you got to think, though, the, the difference is the most of them grew up ah. before they got famous and rich. Whereas Kendall was like well, a she, little Kylie's kid when Kylie's she started getting Kylie's attention. And oh, she is. She is. Kylie I don't and Chloe know both who's who. got caught. I think I talked about this on here <laughs> before too. They both got caught with all these designs and clothing lines they've been coming out with. They would reach out to black designers on Instagram, get them to sign on to designing a line for them. And then they would even like not pay them what they promised or they'd steal the designs. Oh, yeah. Chloe, I love both wow. of them. Like, both I love my favorite. Oh, man. I will find the articles and send, send them. They both were caught up, Chloe and Kylie doing this shit. Not Kim. Yeah, do that. Not Kendall. Man. Yeah, the I feel like the like I feel like well, Chloe, I'm a little surprised on because she's I feel like right and like at the least one in that the you past, she always seemed to be the most level headed of them. Like legit <laughs> when I actually paid attention you know to them, like she's um, yeah. yeah, like before, she before the her, like exactly. millions of dollars of of plastic surgery because her family yes, fucked her up, she fucked her brain up, and thought, like told her she was ugly you know, always. I thought, so did I. I felt like she was fucking gorgeous even then. Come on, seventeen different apps to filter yourself, which I'm sure she did. But like, mm-hmm. I saw her on a on a commercial. There was a migraine commercial, and I'm like. The yeah, voice sounds yeah. familiar, but I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> like, it wasn't until they put the name up that I'm like, holy yeah, shit, yeah. what the and fuck? And after how she totally did Jordan Woods, I'm sorry, that girl was, yeah. I thought she Whatever. was the coolest anyway. one out of all of them too. But after, that was that classic, I'm going to be the, the white victim in the situation shit. 
however you feel about the situation, even if you want to say mm. Jordan Woods was mm-hmm. wrong in the situation, which she has culpability, they did that girl so dirty to me. I, that is why I don't fuck with the Kardashians. I think that was a trash ass move. And they all tried to hop on and bully this 21 year old black girl in your industry. No, uh-uh. I, let me stop before I get. Because I, I feel like, well, people are like, well, she had to ride with her sisters. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I get that. And I think that's what it more, more of it was. Cause you know, everything that they have is so fabricated. So I think Chris thought, you know, Chris really run shit. Chris sat him down. and was like, we always seem like we're a, 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 you know, a strong front together. We always ride together. We, we, we battle people together. So yet this is another situation where we're going to stick together. You know? So I, I kind of feel like that was a little bit of it, but then again, Kendall, you're a grown ass woman. You've made billions of dollars on your own. I would have looked at them and been like, let me tell you where you can kiss because that's my best friend since I was eight years old. And, you know, I would have told Chloe, get control of your man, yo bad. And then probably kept her as a friend. But so I, I definitely see your, your point because you have your, your own will. Um, but then again, it's probably in their contracts with Chris that they can't disobey your relationship. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I even feel like that stick together mentality, that's the same shit that like police do. That's the same shit MAGA people do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we can we can wrap mm-hmm. it up, y'all, because I'll be on here till fucking 6 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be nine o'clock tonight. Yeah. yeah. We, mm-hmm. I got yeah, yeah, I got yeah. my like I said, I we'll triple booked so today. So I got you. something in less than an I hour now. Guys. All right. Any no. final thoughts before Other we, uh, we sign ladies, off for the day? All right. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Bye, everybody. Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for Shining. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3. Undo. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.